This time each and every Erev Yom Tov. Uh, proudly present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the upcoming holiday. In this case, of course, Rabbi Yudin will address Hoshana Rabbah, Shemini Atzeres, Simchas Torah, and Shabbos Bracious. Good morning, and a Gemar Tov, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum, and good Erev Yom Tov, and Piska Tova to all. Today is such an incredible day. Today is Hoshana Rabbah. It's so hard to know where to begin. Let me begin by just reminding everybody that for the third time this season, we have the privilege of making an Erev Tavshilin, so that the cooked food, like a piece of fish, meat, or an egg, and baked food, the challah, or matzah, that you're going to designate today, you'll recite a bracha, al mitzvah's eruv, you'll recite in a way that you understand that with this designation you are permitted to cook, please God, this coming Friday, Simchas Torah, for this Shabbos, Shabbos Bereshis. The concept being that we are beginning the preparation for Shabbos actually today with this food, which ideally should be eaten as part of your Shalosh Seudos this coming Shabbos. Now, let's talk a little bit about today, Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana Rabbah is a day which is cloaked in such incredible mysticism. This is the day that, according to the Rabbeinu Yonah, Rabbeinu Bachayu, excuse me, why is it called Hoshana Rabbah? Because just as God's name of Yudke Vavke is in Gematria 26th, Today is the 26th day after creation of the world. The world was created on the 25th of Elul. Today is that 26th day. The great significance of the day of Hoshana Rabbah being a Yom Hadin, reflecting certain elements of Yom Kippur. The Chazan this morning for Shachris wore a kittel. The Psukei Zimra this morning began with Shir HaKovod, Shir HaYichud, and Anam Zemiros. And we said the Psukei Zimra of Shabbos and Yom Tov. And many synagogues said Shir HaMalos Bimamakim before Baruch after Yishtabach. And you had, when we took out the Torah, the Yud Gimel Midos. And when we took out the Torah, the Chazan said, just like on Yom Kippur, Kadosh Menorah. What gives this day, this element of Din, is attributed to the Zohar in Parshas Tzav, whereby the Zohar says, and I quote, on the seventh day of the festival, it 
is the conclusion of the judgment of the world. And here it comes. Upiskin nafkin mibei malka. Literally, and writs, W-R-I-T-S, are issued from the palace of the king. Perhaps the easiest way to understand this might be that yes, everything was signed and sealed at Ne'ilah on Yom Kippur, but it is mailed out on Hoshana Rabbah. And until that time, A, there is still room for a final um, reassessment and perhaps change. Second of all, we know that on Sukkos, as the Mishnah tells us, we are judged for Mayim. We're judged for water. And that's so crucial, not just for the land of Israel, but indeed for the entire world. Because, as Rashi tells us on that very powerful verse at the end of Akev, Eretz, Asher Hashem Doresh Osa, the land of Israel is a land that God is especially interested in and it doesn't he care about the rest of the world? So Rashi explains that through his interest and care for Eretz Yisrael, the bracha then extends to the rest of the world. And therefore, we need rain all over. And therefore, on the last day of Sukkos, it is the ultimate judgment for rain as well. And hence, we followed as the Mishnah tells us that on the seventh day of Sukkot, they marched around the Mizbeach seven times. That's why we, this morning, walked around the Shulchan seven times, the seven Hakafos, and we had that very special minhag of Chibut Arava. Chibut Arava is the taking of the willow, five twigs, binding them together and beating them on the ground. Now, I have to tell you, this is a minhag. It's a custom. However, as the beautiful, moving Hiratzom that we say afterwards, and I quote, Hiratzom Ilfanecha, may it be favorable before you. Hashem lokeinu v'lokeinu Hashem our God, God of our fathers, Habocheir, who chooses Banaviim tovim, literally good prophets, uveminhagehem hatovim, and literally, and their good customs. The idea that this morning, the practice of chibut arava goes back to the days of the neviim. We're talking about literally to the beginning of, for sure the second temple. So we're talking about something that has been part of our tradition well over 2,000 years. Now listen carefully. How important is this beating of the Arava on the ground? So you're going to tell me, 
somewhat. And I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I'm going to tell you it's so important that our rabbis teach us lo adu rosh. Rosh Hashanah cannot fall on a Sunday, first day of Rosh Hashanah, on a Wednesday or a Friday. Why? Because if the first day of Rosh Hashanah were to fall on a Sunday, then Hoshana Rabbah today would then fall on a Shabbos. No, no. And if it fell on a Shabbos, so what? We don't blow shofar when the first day of Rosh Hashanah is on a Shabbos. We don't take the lulav when the first day of Sukkot is on a Shabbos. So we won't clap the Hoshana. We won't hit the Hoshana on the ground one year. No. It is so important that we literally rig the calendar and we make sure that we have this practice. So there's clearly much more to it. I heard from one of my teachers, the beautiful Hekitsu Viraninu, Shochneyofar. It is an affirmation of our belief in Tchias HaMesim, that the dead will come to life. And therefore, literally, it's as if we are hitting the ground to saying, come on, wake up, because please God, they will. We say this in every Shmona Esrei. The Ne'eman Atah Meisim. You Hashem are literally trustworthy uh, to please God, revive the dead. Today is the end of the period of judgment, and therefore, if somebody has not yet said Atashlich, they can still do so on to this day. Today is now, again, in Eretz Yisrael, today is the last day of Sukkot. And in fact, in Eretz Yisrael, if they want to sit in their Sukkot on Shmini Atzeres, in Eretz Yisrael, they have to disqualify the Sukkot. Why? Because otherwise, they would be in violation of Baltosif, whereby the Torah says, you're not to add to a mitzvah, and Sukkot is seven days and not eight days. And, and that brings us to, please God, tonight we go to the Yom Tov of Shmini Atzeres. The Gemara in Sukkot tells us that Shmini Atzeres is a Yom Tov Bifnei Atzmo. It is a holiday unto itself in six ways. Pizer Kashav. I cannot go through all six aspects of this acrostic. The Pay standing for the pious, the special lottery that they had on Shmini Atzeres. and But the Zion is for Zman, meaning that when the women light Yom Tov candles tonight, not just the bracha of Hadlik Ner Shel Yom Tov, but also the bracha of Shechiyonu. And in the Kiddush tonight, we have the bracha of Shechiyonu. What is the story regarding Sukkah? So I can only tell you, the Gemara says very clear that outside of Eretz Yisrael, Yesuve Yasvinon, Bruche Lomavarchinon. Because of Sveka de Yoma, because just as we kept two days the first day, now what does that mean we kept two days? So the first day we treated as the first day of Yom Tov, and the second day we treated as the first day. So if the second day was really the first day, then Shmini Atzeres is really the seventh day of Sukkot. So what do we do? The Shulchan Aruch 
follows the Gemara. And it tells us that we are to sit in the sukkah and not to recite a bracha. Why not to recite a bracha? Because that would be a kind of negation to the integrity of Shmini Atzeres. Because if you look in that beautiful Rashi of um, Parshas Pinchas, where on the Pasuk, the Torah tells us, and the Torah says that the special carbon for the day, so Rashi tells us that this special carbon of Par Echad, literally one bull, as opposed to the descending order from the rest of the week of Sukkos, says Rashi, this is specifically for the Jewish people. And the Lashon Chibahuzet, this is an expression of love and belovedness. Kipanim haniftarim me'avihem, as children who are taking leave of their father, and the father says to them, it's so difficult for me to let you go. And therefore says the father to his children, ikvu yom echod od, stay with me one more day. Hisakvu od ma'at, just a little bit more Stay with me. And the Rashi continues to tell you the Medrash quoted by the Tanchuma. Like a king who made a big feast, he invited everybody. And after everybody left, all the guests have gone. He literally, quote, knocks off his shoes and he says, Ah, just to be alone with my children. And the rabbis understand that just to be alone with my children, as the Sefer HaChinuch explains so beautifully in Mitzvah Shin Chav Dalit 3.24, which happens to be the Mitzvah of Natilas Lulav. And he says, why don't we take the Lulav on Shmini Atzeres? And he answers very beautifully. He says, Kiyom Shmini Atzeres Kulo Lashem. This day does not need any props. It doesn't need a sukkah. It doesn't need a lulav. And what it is, is us and Hashem. And therefore, our practice is, we sit in the sukkah, we don't make a bracha. Now I have to tell you that there are some that have a minog natu. This is not the time nor the place, but I do suggest, A, talk to your local Orthodox rabbi and find out what is the story. And I can only tell you to take a look in Rav Moshe's tshuva. Children should, God forbid, not cause any um, breach of shalom bias if one's family's minhag is not to sit in the sukkah. Go with your parents. But he says, when you have your own home, sit in the sukkah. Very, very sharp words from Rev Moshe. So it does put some light on this rather, quote, somewhat um, questionable uh, minhog of others not to sit in the sukkah. Now, let's talk about Shmini Atzeres. Tomorrow, we have the practice of Yiskor, the recitation of the memorial prayer at the end of um, the, the davening prior to Musaf, and in Musaf, 
a chazim wears a kittel. During our private Shemona Esrei of Musaf, we begin the recitation of Mashavaruach and Moreh Rageshem. And in the repetition of the Shemona Esrei of Musaf, we have Tefilas Geshem. Please God, we go from Shemini Atzeres to Simchas Torah tomorrow night. Simchas Torah, what a special day that is. We have the Atahoresa, we have the Hakafos dancing with the Sifrei Torah, the reading of the Torah, the one time during the year that we read the Torah at night time. Please God, on this Thursday night, tomorrow night. And... Friday is Simchas Torah. We have the Kohanim, the Sias Kapayim during the Shacharis. We then have the Akafos again, dancing with the Sifri Torah seven times around, bringing the Sifri Torah back, everybody getting an Aliyah, Kohana Orim under the Talis, and we complete the book of Devarim, and immediately we start the book of um, Beratius and there is a wonderful festive atmosphere and environment in the shul I entreat especially parents of teenagers to make sure that you know and that you police in the sense that we should God forbid not allow the spirit of the day to be impaired by the misuse of spirits. In simple English, Simchas Torah is not a day of drinking for anybody and certainly not for teenagers. And therefore, if your children are going to another community. There's nothing wrong with today making a phone call and making sure that you know where they're going to be and how they're going to be supervised because the last thing we want to do is give our children and the example that we set should God forbid not be for the wrong taste of Yom Tov. And let's just try to capture one essence of Shmini Atzeres. If Rashi tells us that God says to the Jewish people, I can't let you go, so we say to him the same thing, we can't let you go. Now I have to tell you, there's only one way that we can hold God after the Yom Tov, without a shofar, and without a kittel, and without the lulav, and without the sukkah, But the one thing that we do have, the one connection, which is such a significant connection, is that of His Torah. Because Kuchabrichu, Oraisa, the Israel, God, His Torah, and the Jewish people are Chadhu. We are one entity. And therefore, if we believe that it's hard to let Him go, don't. Each time you study Torah with a Chavrusa, If necessary yourself, with a class, you are rekindling that very special relationship that we began during this period of starting with Rosh Chodesh Elul, tomorrow, today, Hoshana Rabbah being day 51, Hoshana, please God, help us on this 51st day. Finally, the Shabbos is Shabbos Bereshis. Wow! We start 
again, Bereshis Baro Elokim Es Hashemayim Ve'Esa'oretz, which is translated not only that in the beginning, but Rashi on the spot tells us that there's deep philosophical lesson in this verse, namely, why? Why did God create a world? And bring up this question at your Shabbos, or even before Yom Tov table. And the answer that Rashi gives is, B'Rashis, for, there's a purpose, for the Torah, which is called Rashis, and for the Jewish people, which are called Rashis. Yes, this really puts a great responsibility on us. Vayerev Vayivoker, as we're going to read, please God, on Simchas Torah, and again on the Shabbos, Yom Hashishi, the sixth day. The sixth day is the sixth day of creation, and it's the sixth day of Sivan. God's saying, there's a purpose to my world, if the Jewish people accept my Torah on Shavuos, the sixth of Sivan, then there's purpose and continuity to my world. And so, as we embark on this last series of Yom Tovim, today, Shmi Yatseres, Simchas Torah, Shabbos Bereshis, I pray that we're going to appreciate the essence of these days, an opportunity to get even closer an opportunity to take this whole season and to sum it up and saying, Hashem, it's too special, it's too precious for us to let go. The love affair between us, please God, will continue throughout the year. Wishing everybody a good Yom Tov, and a good Shabbos to all.